defying the usual. You came into this world, observed all that is around you, smiled, and appreciated all that is good. Since you were brought for a special reason, you got to understand something somewhere has got to be changed and there is no better person to bring in the new than you. This obviously sounds like a tall order to a lot of people. We might easily agree that change is needed, but it's always a challenge when it comes to standing up and offering to be the reason behind the change. This world is in a desperate need for individuals who have the power and energy to defy the usual. These are people who have some special qualities enabling them to pave new ways that have never been imagined. Do you have what it takes? Are you strong enough? These are some of the obvious questions that are likely to come into mind. And if one can say yes to such questions, then there are chances the usual will be defied, the ordinary will be history, and history will be rewritten. Be our Shakespeare, an author of a new culture. Be our Michelangelo, a painter of a new lifestyle. Be our William Wilberforce and free us from the slavery of the usual. One obviously needs to possess some special qualities if they are to be recognized as a force behind any positive shift from all that we are used to. Let's quickly look at some of the basic qualities they possess. Number one, they think differently. It all starts with a thought. Make a conscious decision to want to think in a different pattern. Our schools and the people around us somehow train our minds to think and behave in a certain acceptable way. Unfortunately, that denies us the opportunity to bring in change and defy the usual. Doug Floyd says you don't get harmony when everybody sings the same note. This obviously makes it clear that at times it is absolutely necessary that we have one of us thinking in a completely different fashion. Your mind, however, needs that permission to roam and gather all the different ideas that will obviously appear wild and weird in the beginning. Allow your mind to move away from the traditional and start asking what if and what can be questions. It is these kind of questions that can challenge our minds to come up with solutions to old problems. As a result, we build and shape our future. It is always easy and comfortable to think like everybody else. It always feels right to think like the person next to you. But at times, I wonder if we can seriously claim ownership of our thoughts if they instruct us to do the same thing that has always been done over and over again. I personally want to believe for one to safely claim ownership to thoughts, they truly need to be his own ideas. They should be unique. They should be something that has never been known to mankind. At times I wonder if at all we do think. Most of the time we just reproduce other people's thoughts. We are real imitators. We are fake and very far from being original and this will never be good for the advancement of humankind. It will be unfortunate if you depart from the face of this universe without sharing your thoughts. You probably hold that special key to what bothers us every day. Let me challenge you and say, if you dare to be different, 
then it should start with your thoughts. Think out of the box. Think on your feet and outthink those around you. Number two, they have the courage to say enough is enough. If you truly want to defy the normal, the usual, and the ordinary, it's important that you gather enough courage to stand up and be a pioneer behind the new path. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, Do not go where the path may lead. Go where there is no path and leave a trail. Champions do not do what has always been done, the way it has always been done, but rather do what has never been done differently. Why do we always think we are on the right road if it's a well-beaten path? It just shows how society has made us believe that we can only be right if we do what everybody does. I wish we can start operating like Daniel Node. He reacts, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. If anything, we should be ashamed of ourselves every time we try to be like everybody else. As human beings, we are unique creatures and that should be celebrated. Let us understand that it is our differences in opinion that make this world a very interesting laboratory. It will however be naive to believe that all of us have the courage to say enough is enough. It is that bravery that is always missing. For as long as we are afraid of what people will say, for as long as we have that fear of criticism, and for as long as we are cowards, history will never be defied. The new will never replace the old, and our future will always resemble our past. I personally do not want to be part of such a stagnant society, a society that is not evolving, a community that is not growing, an organization that is resistant to change, an institution that lacks the wisdom and capacity to move. Let us remember that courage is not a personal trait. It is not a natural characteristic. It will never be a quality that we possess from birth. It is rather a choice that people make. I therefore encourage you to make that decision to replace your fear with courage. Be tired of what has always been and invite what could be. Be tired of your usual family problems today. Say enough is enough and be the first one to do something about it. Surely you do not want your children to struggle the way you struggled. Surely you want to be the first one to stand up. Of course, you will certainly appear and sound out of tune in the beginning. It will definitely appear strange and foreign to those around you. But if you can only allow the wings of courage to carry you through and bring in change, in no time, everybody will turn around and thank you for saying enough is enough. Families need courageous heads that will say enough is enough and kick out poverty. Communities need leaders that will say we are done and criminal elements will disappear. Nations are in desperate need for heroes that will say let us do it differently. Our world is searching for pioneers that will say change is here. But it all starts with individuals that among other things understand Raymond Lindquist's words. He says, courage is the power to let go of the familiar. Number three, they believe in themselves. It is very important that we recognize the need for that self-belief. There is no way we can ever expect someone to defy history if they do not believe in themselves. For as long as you still feel small and timid, 
you will never achieve anything deserving of greatness. Start telling and convincing yourself that you are bigger and more powerful than those who pull you down. If you do not believe in yourself, the universe will never have time to listen to you. It is probably important that you check and investigate all that stops you from firmly believing in yourself. It is probably what happened in your life in the past. Now, it is definitely the time you say history belongs in the museum. In any case, history can always be rewritten and there is no other better author than you. You probably heard people say history has a tendency of repeating itself and that surely bothers you. Now, I'm saying, history can only be repeated if we allow that to happen. By the way, there is nothing like history repeating itself because history has no power. Events cannot just unfold on their own. We have absolute power over what happens and how it happens. We make it happen the way it happens. Let me also warn you of those people that always whisper in your ear that you can't. The more you listen to such people, is the more you lose faith in yourself and your potential. I've personally mastered the art of dealing with such dream stealers. Instead of taking their ways to my heart, I use them as a driving force towards my objectives. Instead of discouraging me, they actually encourage me to forge ahead. Let their whispers inspire you. There's so much joy in proving such people wrong. They will be the first ones to be surprised when you conquer the usual. Those who do not believe in themselves are always tempted to instill that same spirit in the next person. So it is up to you to shut your doors, close your ears and keep on believing in yourself. Have you ever stopped to consider Eleanor Roosevelt's words? He says, nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. This is in agreement with what we are discussing. In other words, we allow people to make us feel small and inadequate. We allow people to rob us of our self-belief. I would suggest that you take stock of all your beliefs. And if you, as a person, do not feature in that list, then there is a serious problem. You can only turn this world around if you are part of all that you believe in. The universe is a very strange way of looking at us. We are always given the freedom to attach a price value on ourselves and it is up to us to check how much we believe in ourselves and put a tag. If you think and believe you are worthless, the universe will treat you as such and will never raise your price. On the other hand, if you firmly believe you are worthy of great value, the universe will surely look at you in high regard. I'm convinced life will always shrink or expand in proportion to one's self-belief. Instead of mourning that our communities lack great leadership, let us admit that we lack self-belief. Instead of watching our organizations crumbling to the ground, let us start believing in ourselves and take over the reins. For as long as we feel and think it can only be done by someone else, the ordinary will always remain the order of the day. Bruce Button says, Nothing splendid has ever been achieved except by those who dared believe that something inside of them was superior to circumstance. That is truly profound. It stands to reason that the circumstances around you will never be more powerful than that which resides in you. The question is, however, whether you see it or not. 
It is vital that I warn you of the negative thoughts and feelings of doubt that will always cross your mind every time you attempt strengthening your self-belief. Fight against those obstacles and never doubt your potential. The ground you walk on is as firm as your self-belief. It is equally as shaky as your doubt. The more you doubt your potential, the more it shakes. Close to the issue of self-belief is the important subject of self-confidence. All those who dream of ever defying the usual have confidence in abundance. And that is our fourth point. At this stage, I think it's only fair that I suggest ideas that can help you build your confidence because we're just tired of people who passively accept the state of affairs and sit where they are, feeling small and timid. Firstly, you need to identify all those things that make you feel worthless, unimportant, and rather inferior. If it is possible, make a written list of all these sources of your insecurity. Destroy the piece of paper, tear it off, and make a mockery of it. That will obviously leave you feeling excited and confident that you have conquered. The second thing you can do is to share with those close to you. Let them know all about those things that drain you of your much-needed self-confidence. You, however, need to be selective when it comes to the group of people you share that information with. Make a mistake and discuss that with negative people that do not have confidence in themselves. And that lack of confidence will surely rub onto you. My third piece of advice will be for you to relive your success stories. Naturally, we fight so many battles in the war of life. Why we lose some? There are definitely instances where we conquer and win. And it is these positive stories of our personal victories that we can use to drive us moving forward. Keep on reminding yourself that you have the power, the potential, and the ability to do it. Convince yourself that if you managed to do it yesterday, you can surely do it today. And definitely do it better tomorrow. Let the trophies in your cabinet and the medals around your neck help you strengthen your confidence. I want to believe Barack Obama found it easy to shout, yes we can, during his election campaign trail because of his past successes as a father, author, senator, and politician. A fourth point to this whole subject of self-confidence will be the need to be grateful of what you already have. Be proud of all that is in your possession. Most of the time, we tend to play down all that we own. In our eyes, it is never enough. It is never adequate. It is not good enough. If someone gives us a compliment, it is always difficult to accept it and say thank you. Instead, we feel it is not worthy of any recognition. Make a decision and start accepting those compliments. Acknowledge that you have what it takes. Appreciate it and your self-confidence will automatically skyrocket. As a fifth idea to building self-confidence, let me briefly talk about the facial feedback theory. This is an amazing simple theory that very few people make use of. I know Charles Darwin and William James did a lot of research when it comes to this theory. I'm however not going into too much detail, but it is a fact that we can only be honestly happy because we smile, instead of smiling because we are happy. So in the same vein, let us go to the mirror, start acting, feeling and looking confident, and in no time we'll be confident. It is an amazing principle. I feel we can never do justice 
to the subject of self-confidence. But before we move on to the next important quality that we need in our fight to defy the usual, let me remind you what Leib Lazarus says. He who has confidence in himself will gain the confidence of others. That makes perfect sense. Indeed, if you want us to buy into your ideals, be the first customer. Malcolm Forbes drops a fact when he says, Too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they are. If anything, this should surely be the other way around. Self-confidence is the first requisite to great undertakings, says Samuel Jackson. So, before you embark on any mission, before you start any project, check your confidence levels. If your confidence level is low, then don't attempt, because the results will never beat the ordinary. Number five, another important quality when it comes to those who long for the extraordinary will be the fact that they are just but serious risk takers. They understand that in order to be exceptional in life, one needs to be prepared to take chances. Throw everything that you have, push hard in life, and you will be duly rewarded. Average people live average lives because they are overcautious and too coward to take risks. Those who are in happy marriages today will tell you that they took a risk, trusted regardless, and married their partners. Great and successful investors will agree that it was a risk buying their first shares. It is however interesting to note that had it not been for that risk, they should be just as ordinary as any man in the street. Let me admit that taking a risk is always a scary exercise. You are always uncertain of what happens in life. As human beings, we always find it difficult to deal with unpredictable situations. To change a career, one is to take a risk. To move to a new location or migrate to a new country, it is a risk. To start a new business is a risk. To walk out of a relationship and start a new one is a risk. It is however these risks that make us come alive. They render us an opportunity to conquer our fears. They provide us with an opportunity to grow and discover our hidden strengths and abilities. There is always a great feeling of joy, satisfaction, and total accomplishment after every reasonable risk-taking adventure. While I'm promoting the idea of taking risks, I need to make it very clear that it has to be within reason. It needs to be calculated and properly managed. Some people took uncalculated risks and gambled their houses and properties away. To me, that's being irresponsible and do not expect to positively defy the usual that way. With our eyes open, we need to jump into an unknown territory, face whatever challenges, and avoid living a boring normal life that is not dynamic and not glamorous. If we are prepared to take everyday risks, like lighting up a cigarette or driving our cars, why can't we take major leaps that can change our lives and those around us? Jimmy Johnson, the Dallas Cowboys coach, asks a very interesting question when he says, do you want to be safe and good or do you want to take a chance and be great? It is greatness that we seek and not mediocrity. We therefore should go all out and take our chances. Pierre Conley also says, to win without risk is to triumph without glory. In other words, one can only celebrate victory if at some stage they were forced to take a risk. 
Let me finish off this discussion on risk-taking with a declaration from T.S. Eliot, who says, only those who risk going too far can possibly find out how far they can go. This makes me wonder how many people pass on before getting to know how far they can go and how much they can achieve. Let me also mention that those people who have the capacity to defy the usual also possess the enormous power to imagine. They see it before it happens. They visualize that which is not yet in existence. Ordinary people only see what is there and nothing beyond. People like George Bernard Shaw believes in the power of imagination. He says, you see things and you say why, but I dream things that never were and I say why not. This is a very special approach that can only bring pleasant and positive surprises on our shows. Those who are powerful enough to imagine have the energy to turn around the forest of impossibilities into a glamorous world of possibilities. What was impossible yesterday has to be imagined changing today so that it can be possible tomorrow. Albert Einstein has a lot to say when it comes to the power of imagination. I'll share with you some of his interesting quotes. Hopefully, that can help you shift your thinking, strengthen your power of imagination, and turn the ordinary into extraordinary. Number one, logic will get you from A to B. Imagination will take you everywhere. I cannot agree more with such a genius. At times, we need to allow our minds and thoughts to wander, gather wild ideas, bring them back, and make our world a brand new place. Number two, imagination is more important than knowledge. For knowledge is limited to all we now know and understand, while imagination embraces the entire world and all there ever will be to know and understand. This makes it very clear that we need to open up our minds to all that is to be and the new will replace the old. Number three, learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. The important thing is not to stop questioning. Now, Albert Einstein is throwing in something interesting, the issue of probing. Let us cultivate this culture of asking questions. Maybe we should start with our children when they are still young. As a parent, it is your responsibility to create a conducive environment that will allow your children to ask questions freely. Very often, parents and families, head of organizations, and leaders in various institutions tend to be so intimidating that their followers find it difficult to ask. It is unfortunate because with this kind of attitude, we can never challenge what has always been the norm. Number four, imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Here, the idea is for one to have that special eye to see into the future. If you can see it before it happens, then surely it will without any doubt become a reality. See yourself graduating when you are still studying. See yourself giving birth to a healthy baby when you are still pregnant. See yourself being appointed when you are still applying for a post. That's a real preview of what is yet to come and can only be seen by those 
that is the eye and brain to imagine. Number five, the true sign of intelligence is not knowledge but imagination. It's probably time we start respecting people, not based on their academic achievements only, but also their contribution to the well-being of our society. It is not just a curriculum vitae that should tell us someone standing in the society, but all the new that they are prepared to offer. We've heard a lot of people that manage to achieve greatness with a very humble academic background. All they ever had was the freedom to imagine. Albert Einstein himself boycotted most of his lectures and chose to pursue physics on his own. We also know that great artists like Pablo Picasso had to drop out of school only to open up his mind to a world of imagination. I'm however not underestimating the value of school education. We need that academic background, we need knowledge, and if we can also have the freedom to imagine, our future will be better than our past. In conclusion, let me encourage you to have that courageous voice to shout, enough is enough, so that we can replace the old. The brain to think in a completely unique fashion. The heart to believe in yourselves that you have the potential to be pioneers of great inventions. The legs to walk tall in confidence from an old territory to a totally new zone. The blood to spread the culture of taking risks. The eyes to imagine solutions when you are faced with puzzles and the warm arms to welcome and embrace change. With that body, I'm positive our world will turn into an amazing brand new planet. Let us declare war against the usual, the average, the ordinary, the old, and all that we are used to. Let us usher in the unusual, the extraordinary, the new, and the future.